let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God.
singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. I send you forth in my name to teach and heal and do good. Be kind, loving, and compassionate to all. First, you will go to Samaria, to the villages, and... But why did the Master send the 70 to Samaria? He's just been refused sanctuary there. They repulsed him. He loves them just the same. They were rude to him, yet you say he loves them. <laughs> How can such a thing be... Uh, you may not understand such love, Judas. Neither can I. But Jesus does. The Samaritans have always been at odds with us Israelites, and I... Pardon me, sir. Yes? Oh, you're a stranger. Welcome to our little village. Thank you. This is my traveling companion. Greetings. Salutations. So, you two are traveling. Yes, sir. To Jerusalem. We... Well, that is, we Samaritans do not think highly of the Judean Israelites. Yes, we know. They're a hateful, bigoted people. We, we despise them. Oh, by the way, I suppose you're on your way to Jerusalem for a, well, a merchandising purpose. No, sir. Well, I didn't think so. You, you just don't look like merchants. You look more, well, well, like shepherds. We are followers, disciples of Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, yes, I've heard of him. We we prepare the way for him. There are 70 of us. Two by two, we go before Jesus, visiting the places he will visit, telling the people he will shortly be here, and inviting them to listen to his teachings while he is here. Well, a well-planned visit, obviously. And I like things to be done well and properly, orderly. Do you know Jesus? Oh, I've heard about him. Many things. The latest is that our, our own people here in Samaria refused him overnight lodging. A terrible thing, I think. A, an insult. Yet he... He's coming here anyway. Well, the Master loves everyone, even those who would spit on him. He loves sinner and saint alike. It is only the sin that Jesus abhors, not the sinner. Well, that sounds reasonable, but uh, <laughs> mighty hard to do. And yet, I doubt if I've ever seen anyone who does it. Well, it cannot be done except through Jesus. I don't know what you mean by... Well, maybe... Have you and your companion found a place to stay while you're among us? No, sir. I would be happy to have you remain here with us uh, as long as you wish. You have plenty of room? Oh, yes. Well, we have a small daughter. She, uh... She can't walk. Oh, she'd gladly sleep just anywhere. You can have her bed. Come, we can talk of Jesus as we walk. In all the world, there's no better man or subject. <laughs> well, here she is. The daughter I spoke about. How do you do, miss? A pretty little girl. Greetings. You're nice, both of you. I'm glad you came. <laughs> They're going to stay a while. Oh, that's better yet. How long can you stay? Mm, several days, perhaps. Where's Mother? I think she went to the spring to get some water and pick me some flowers. Well, I'll go help her. That is, if you don't mind, smiling eyes. I think these men are nice. I'd like to talk to them. Well, I'll be right back. Now you entertain our guests. I will, Father. 
Father treats me so nice. He's never cross, even though I can't walk. Are you going to stay here forever? No, no, we're on our way to Jerusalem. Wish I could go there. People say it's so beautiful. Is your name Smiling Eyes? Oh, no, Father just calls me that. He loves me so much, I guess. <laughs> Everyone loves you, I can see that, Smiling Eyes. You, um, well, how long has it been since you could walk? I never could. I've always been like this. Do you, uh, well, do you want to walk? Of course, but I, no, not really. I mean, Mother and Father help me get around. That way I'm always here to help Mother with the work, and I try to smile and be cheerful, so they'll smile and be cheerful too. Do you believe God could heal you? God? Of course he could. He's all-powerful. Didn't you know that? Sometimes I forget it. But I'll try not to anymore. Ever. Uh, do you believe Jesus of Nazareth could heal you? Jesus? Is he the one who sent you? He is. If he's the Son of God, like some people say he is, he could heal me just as easily as God could. Jesus is the Son of God. Then he can cure me. Do you believe that I, or my companion, can cure you? You? How can you heal me? We are Jesus' disciples. He has sent us out to do good unto all who believe, to heal, to comfort, to make see and hear. Then you can. If Jesus said you can, you can. I say unto thee, little girl, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Be thou well. My leg... Look at it. It's healed. I'm healed. I can walk. I can help Mother more. I can even help Father with his work. I won't be a burden to anyone. Oh, thank you, both of you. Thank you. It was not of ourselves, dear. It was the power of God through his son, Jesus. Then thank them for me. Oh, please do. I, I'm going to run down to the spring and tell Father and Mother. Mother, Father, I'm well. I can walk. Mother, Father, look at me. I'm well. Jesus. Thank you, Master. Blessings be upon this home. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. 0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
ready for bed? Mom, I'm mad. At whom? God. Do you think he minds? <laughs> He's probably used to it. What's the problem? The fall festival banquet at school is just two days away and I'm catching a cold. I know I am because my head hurts and my throat feels like I swallowed sandpaper. Oh dear. Let me make you some warm herbal tea. Mom, I prayed and asked God to help me not be sick this year like I was last year. But did he hear me? No. Wait a minute. Didn't you go to school without your jacket yesterday? I hate my jacket. Nobody wears that style anymore. And didn't I see you eating ice cream and cake two nights in a row before you went to bed? Mom, I'm a growing girl. I need nourishment. And didn't I remind you to wash your hands after we came back from shopping on Monday? Hey, I hadn't been playing in the dirt. No, but you had been pushing a shopping cart where I told you flu viruses love to wait for the next victim. So God isn't powerful enough to protect me from cold winds, ice cream, and shopping carts? He sure is. He's also loving enough not to interfere when we do dumb things that make us sick. He gives us freedom, but he doesn't reward us when we choose to do what we know can do us harm. Prayer is a two-way street. We have to do our part. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. I didn't do my part. Well, I'm going to do mine. You just lay back and I'll bring you some tea. And you might want to thank God for allowing you the freedom to learn from your mistakes. Thanks, Mom. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
Jesus died on the cross for us. But then what? Are you sure you're ready for the answer? That's the part about the earthquake and the angel. And the grave clothes with no body in them? No body? Get it? There was no body. No body? But how did Jesus get out of the tomb? Well, the answer's in Matthew 28. Will you read it for us? In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. I wish I could have seen that with my very own eyes. After all that, you'll think that everybody would understand who Jesus is. Jesus is the only person who never, ever sinned. That's because Jesus is more than just a man. Jesus is the Son of God who came to be the Savior of the world. Yes, but a lot of people don't know that. I think we'd better start telling people. Wow, that reminds me of the trickle-down theory. God loved us and sent His Son. We accept Him and tell our neighbors who tell their neighbors who tell their neighbors. Who tell their neighbors who tell their here is the church. Here is the steeple. Open the door. But where are the people? Here is the church. Here is the steeple. Open the door and see all the people. Hi, 
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chosen by God by Kyla Steinkraus. I want to help, but I feel useless, 12-year-old Daniel complained. He was on a mission trip to Zimbabwe with his parents. Mom was a doctor helping to set up a medical clinic for the poor townspeople. Dad preached at evangelistic meetings in the evening. The meetings hadn't been going so well. It was the third day, and only ten people had shown up last night. Take pictures, Dad said, pointing at the SLR digital camera Daniel always wore slung around his neck. That's an important job. Daniel loved taking pictures, but it didn't feel important. God, I want to serve you here, Daniel prayed. Please show me how to bring glory to you and reach these people's hearts. Suddenly, he had an idea. After getting permission from Mom, Daniel walked down the dusty streets. Many people lived in mud huts and wooden shacks with tin roofs. Children ran around barefoot, laughing. A boy, Daniel's age, squatted before a small fire, cooking his family's dinner in a scarred metal pot. These people had so little, especially compared to what Daniel was used to back home, with his room full of toys, his house with a bathroom and running water, and restaurants and grocery stores only a few minutes away. But everyone here was happy and kind. They smiled at him and waved. When he asked to take their pictures, they nodded and laughed. The children grinned eagerly into the camera, but one woman slumped against the doorpost of her hut. Her face was strained. Dark circles shadowed her tired eyes. She probably didn't want her picture taken. Ask her anyway, a small voice whispered in the back of his mind. He was surprised when she said yes. Later that afternoon, Daniel ran his plan by Mom. That sounds great, she said. So Daniel went to work. That night, the ten or so townspeople lined up on the benches the same way they had the first day. When Dad started playing the piano, the screen at the front of the church descended. Dad had made a slideshow featuring paintings of Jesus' second coming to go along with the opening song. Daniel pressed start, and the first slide appeared. The townspeople's eyes widened in surprise. They looked at each other, then back at the slide. Huge smiles broke across almost every face in the room. The next slide appeared. It was the painting of God's people gazing up toward heaven, watching in awe as Jesus and his angels descended in a corona of brilliant light. But instead of the faces in the painting, Daniel had photoshopped the faces of the townspeople instead. The people loved it. They pointed and giggled and smiled, shoving each other's shoulders when they saw their faces and the faces of their friends. As the song ended, the last slide appeared on the screen. Everyone gasped. Several people leaped to their feet, pointing and exclaiming. Daniel looked at the slide, confused. Jesus was surrounded by joyful children as he placed a swaddled newborn into a mother's arms, her face shining in delight. The painting depicted the moment when Jesus raised the dead. The mother in the picture had lost her baby, but now, at Jesus' return, she was reunited with her beloved child. It was Daniel's favorite picture, but he wasn't sure why the townspeople were so interested in this one. The next night, Daniel showed the same slides. The townspeople were just as excited. In fact, two dozen more people filled the seats than the night before. On the fifth night, there were 100 people, and the sixth night, 150. They enjoyed every slide during the opening song, but the last one always drew the most attention. What does it mean, Dad? 
Daniel asked when the meeting ended on the sixth night. Dad ran his hands through his graying hair. They're your pictures, son. I'm not sure why or how, but it's working. Let's ask our translator to ask someone. Daniel and his father stopped one of the women. She had her arm around the sad woman Daniel recognized from the day he had taken the pictures. She was crying, but strangely, she didn't look sad. Her eyes were shining. The first woman spoke in an animated voice, waving her hand excitedly. Oh, wow, the translator said. She says that last week her friend Anesu's baby died. The whole town mourned this beautiful baby. But now she knows that God will give her baby back to her. The sad woman pointed at the last slide, which was still on the screen. Jesus is giving Anesu her baby, the translator said, right there in that picture. Warmth filled Daniel's whole body. He hadn't known the sad woman's story when he'd put her face on the mother receiving her baby from Jesus. But God had known. He'd impressed Daniel's heart to take the sad woman's picture and do something special with it. Thank you, the translator said as the woman clutched Daniel's hand. You gave Anesu hope. You gave us all hope. That night during worship, Mom and Dad hugged Daniel with tears in their eyes. You thought you didn't have a purpose, but God chose you for something very special, Mom said. He knew that you and your camera could reach this town in a way that Dad and I couldn't. With your pictures, you were able to show them that God chose each of them too, that everyone, even grieving Anesu and her baby, are precious to Jesus. At the end of the evangelistic meetings, 230 people were baptized. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.